Hello, everybody, and welcome to Two Geeks and One Noob, where we gather friends of similar interests and maybe not so similar and discuss, joke, learn more about, and generally have fun with geek culture. Today, we are talking about the finale, <laughs> finale of. <laughs> <laughs> the finale of Ahsoka and the overall storyline of the Star Wars show. Ahsoka. Ahsoka. <laughs> uh, so the final se- or the final episode just came out. <laughs> I hope not the final season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, the final episode just came out and... Um, there's some thoughts. There's some feelings. There's uh-huh. some. We all feel some kind of way about it. Yeah. <laughs> overall show, great. I think overall the show was very good. Yep. Through episode six, I was very hyped. Yeah. I was very excited. I could not wait. For me, the last two episodes were incredibly disappointing yeah. and brought down the overall score for the show for me. Mm-hmm. One thing I'll say for the show is that they're it seems like they're trying to tie in a lot of the expanded universe lore that had already been declared canon before Kathleen Kennedy came in. Mm -hmm. And then they're trying to make that fit in the new timeline that the sequel trilogy made, which I'm the only issue with that is that when Disney bought star Wars, they confirmed that all of the expanded stuff was no longer canon, right? The only things that were canon were the movies, Clone Wars and Rebels, and certain books. And they were very, very selective with which books those were. Yeah. And so that's the only issue I see there. Okay. Is that while I do agree to some extent that Filoni, and really we've seen that with all of the shows that they've been doing for Star Wars recently, Filoni is picking and choosing the pieces of the expanded lore that he really liked and reintroducing them to the canon. Right. Which, however, thank you, Dave Filoni. Yeah, 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 100%. However, thanks to Disney and Kathleen Kennedy, we know that ever, up until they started actually doing it in the current timeline, it has not been canon, unfortunately. True. Now, for those of us who don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> like what what specific things are you talking about that are that are supposedly in the uh, so the new, the new canon now? Bits there's it's kind of been a hodgepodge of stuff that Filoni's been bringing in and reintroducing into the canon. So diving more into the Mandalorian stuff yeah, that right. has been di- that's been bringing back old canon. Um, everything he's done with Maul, which that was more so his storytelling mm-hmm. and less the old legends books. Um, but that that's part of it. And then there's some other stuff like, didn't you say last time we were talking about Ahsoka, like something about how, like the thing that George Lucas said about the, the force being within everybody and that kind I of thing. I won't go into that one too, too much right now because that's one of my negatives okay, that I was right. going to touch on. So I'll wait until we get to the negatives officially. Okay. Um, but that is less former lore or legends content and more them taking a throwaway comment in an interview and trying to run the field. Yeah. With it. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
I will say overall, I enjoyed the series or this season. Yeah. Um, but I'll echo the other comment that we made when we all confirmed that we had finished watching it, <laughs> which I imagine is going to come up in a little bit. So yeah. I'll stave off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we discussed before you got here that we're going to start with the negatives just to get that out of the way. And then we'll go into the things that we enjoyed with the show as okay. a whole. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> okay. So if you want to actually just go right into it. Sweet. Go right ahead. So the ending was a bit lackluster. It on on the one hand, it seems uh, one, the choreography and the, the final fights was actually pretty awesome. But I'll say that for later. There was a significant mm. increase in choreography, I thought, because um, like I have a different view on that, but I'll well, get to it. Okay. Sabine's footwork and fighting style looked a lot cleaner. And this than it had previously before she was just Ray from episode seven, just wildly swinging, hoping she connected mm. her, her footwork. I have and a different view better. on that. Okay. <laughs> but go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the finale was very much seeing all the pieces move into place with absolutely no satisfaction yeah. to the conclusion of it. Mm. To me, something I had to text you guys last night about this is, it didn't feel like a season finale. It felt like a mid-season finale, and we should have eight more episodes coming. Right. But that's yeah. not the case. It just ended, and I was sitting there like, that can't be it. You didn't answer really any of the questions that were raised. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't feel like a cliffhanger. It just kind of felt like it kind of just dropped off. No, it, didn't, it just felt it, it unsatisfying. Didn't feel, it yeah. didn't feel like a cliffhanger. It felt like a scar brother help me <laughs> yeah it, it really did and like that's the biggest issue i have with episode both episode seven and eight it yep. felt like there was bits of what i got excited for from one through six sprinkled in yeah but overall it just felt like nothing of substance happened mm-hmm. mm, yeah i will disagree on the substance part it, nothing concluded i think they tease that there's a lot more story coming Again, whether that be different season, a movie, whatever outlet they choose, it, they were teasing a lot of things. And a lot of the stuff that did happen was pretty predictable that we were expecting to happen in some way. And so that's why I say that there wasn't a lot of substance to it, because it was all stuff that we knew was going to happen. It's not like like Book of Boba Fett, where I may have correctly predicted what was happening, but it had impact. It had a feeling to it. It had right. a purpose behind it. This to me, just felt like the opening scroll of the Filoni's upcoming movie. Mm, fair. Okay. And that's that's why I say that there it didn't feel like it had any substance to it, because it felt like it started off at a great pace, and then just ended like, eh, we'll cover what we actually want to cover later. Yeah. Okay. And, and actually, considering the throwaway, air quotes, line from Hu Yang of a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, I think that probably might be a little bit more spot on than you're thinking it maybe that's a fair point actually yeah that's a good point i didn't even think about that and so it, it's entirely possible that these last two episodes were just the opening scroll for yeah. filoni's movie that he's working on and he'll finish the story that he wanted to tell there which if that's the case shame on you you don't get a group of fans as hype as you do and then just deliver absolutely nothing especially considering the state that star wars has been in over the last several years yeah Especially coming from a person that is as big of a fan of Star Wars as Filoni. I have a lot higher expectations of you. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, some of the some of the other things that 
Yeah, that's a that's a that's a high negative one. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and that's that's why um, I led with that one. Yeah. Um, because like I've got I've got a few other negative points that I wanted to touch on, but like that was the thing for me. Like I went into this hoping and praying this was going to be what Star Wars fans have been begging for, mm-hmm. and instead it was and barely it, a lifeline. Well, exactly. And it started out like it was going to yeah, exactly. be like, what you wanted and then all of a sudden and, and like, if this nope. was a mid-season finale and we had more episodes coming it'd be like i would still be disappointed but i'm like okay let's give them time let the man cook let's see what he comes up with yeah but that's not the case and sadly knowing that feloni is doing a movie i can't help but wonder is this actually just going to be a movie and are we going to have to wait two three four five years however long for Filoni's movie, assuming that that actually happens and there isn't creative differences with Kathleen Kennedy again, mm-hmm. like there has been with every single other movie we've had. Mm-hmm. Or on top going... of the writer's strike and all that, right. too. It's, and so yeah. the, now the actor strike as well. Like, who oh, knows? is there an actor strike now, too? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, now they're pushing for deals being made. So I thought it was the other way around. Where's the actors? Whatever. No. So it doesn't affect us. <laughs> writers went on strike. Actors went on strike. Writers got a resolution. Actors are fighting for a resolution. Got it. Okay. Okay. And if that wasn't enough, now we may get a video game one, but that's a different topic. <laughs> okay, grief. Um, as long as it doesn't affect Spider-Man, I'm good. That's well, done. So <laughs> it's done. That's <laughs> yeah. coming out in literal weeks. So. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so the thing is, I don't have faith that it'll be another season of the show because we do know that Filoni's movie is coming. And granted, it's... It is very presumptuous of me to say that the movie he's writing is going to be on this story. However, if you look at this story and everything he's been building and the timeline he had already teased working on, this fits. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is exactly like almost dead center. The timeline that he had teased would be what his movie was going to be on. Mm -hmm. And so if they don't. And I'm fully predicting that this whole season was a tease for the Heir of the Empire movie. Okay. That is my prediction. And I, I, I fully believe that that's what's going to happen. If I'm wrong, fine. Yeah. But that that is, I believe. You have a decent track record so far. So, <laughs> <laughs> so are you saying this is going to be something that leads, like, obviously it leads into First Order, but like. Everything leads into First Order. Thanks, Kathleen, yeah. for that one. Um, well, so. The, the the thing with the First Order is that that is basically what Moff Gideon and his Imperial units fighting the Mandalorians were in Mandalorian Seasons 1, 2, and 3. Mm-hmm. It was the Imperial Remnant. The okay. First Order was the remnant of the Empire that came back, basically rebranded themselves, and then started doing what they were doing. Yeah. And okay. so, like, yes and no. It, it, it basically is the beginning of this... The but it's like a more in between kind of thing, the, right? The era of the empire is basically thrown. And granted, like I haven't read the book, so I don't know the detail one hundred percent. Just as just tidbits and stuff that I've gotten from a friend that has read it. But it's basically Thrawn coming back and saying, "I am the new person in charge of the empire. We are going to continue on the mission that we had started." Mm-hmm. Right. Hmm. Okay. Well. Moving on. That's <laughs> it's a little depressing. Um, my but, uh, my other negatives are not as heavy as that, <laughs> so I, I do apologize for just swinging for home. Yeah, right that out one the gate was, like that. But. That one was rough. 
I knew that we needed to I, cover that. Yeah. And yeah. So I, I think we can come back, though. I think we yeah. can come back from this. Oh, there, there, there's plenty <laughs> of positives that I do want to touch on. Yeah. And the, like I said, the other negatives I have were a lot lighter. Yeah. So, or, yeah, so. Yeah. I, I think uh, one of the things that we, I think we all kind of agreed on to, to an extent was the lightsaber fights mm-hmm. being not quite as good as they could have been. I know, David, you had a, you were saying that you liked it better. I liked it better. I, I even liked, I would argue in some regards, I liked it better than some of the original trilogy fights. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, well, all of them are better than the original trilogy. No. Uh, okay. <laughs> Let me back up. They've improved drastically where yeah. they're actually showing more thought into bringing in the character's background mm-hmm. into what style they would use. Right. Yeah. Um, and I mean, we even saw that. Well, I think it was episode six when Ahsoka mm-hmm. fought Balin. That was a great fight. That was, no, that was, that was an fight. incredible fight. And like to have that amazing fight and then kind of the disappointing fights in episode seven and eight. And I was just yeah. like, how do you like peak so hard and <laughs> fall off so much? Yeah. I, I think part of it is because uh, Balin was a big part of that fight. Because, yeah. uh, so it's like that was the big positive to yeah. it. Whereas for me, like watching those those two episodes with with Sabine doing her style of fighting and Ahsoka doing hers with the choreography to me was was awful. I did yeah. not like it because the especially Sabine. Yeah. My yeah. my thought on hers was that her her footwork was was awful. Yeah. I did not like I, it. I at do all. think there was oh. definite improvements. Oh yeah. yeah. Because there was like, improvement. I mean I, I said this to both of you guys offline. It's like episode one, her fighting was just like Ray in episode seven of just wildly swinging and praying that she connects. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's just trash. Mm-hmm. That's yep. not a good fighting style. That's not a good setup for a, a fun build up or fight or anything. Yeah, it's a saber equivalent of spray and pray. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It, it's it's button mash the movie. Like <laughs> Yep. So like that I have No, this wasn't Mortal Kombat. <laughs> um that was the biggest issue I had with that while I still agreed that episode seven and eight's choreography was not great to me. It was a definite improvement from what we had had previously. Yeah. Yeah. My, again, my, my thought was, and I said this to you, Caleb, right before, um, we started this was that, uh, like Sabine's footwork was not good, but her hands, I felt like got way better. She knew what she was doing a bit better with her hands. Mm Mm-hmm. With Ahsoka, I thought it was the exact opposite. I I think she knew what she was doing with her feet, mm-hmm. but I, her I hands have, just looked so stinking slow. I have a couple theories on that. One, I think it was the way it was shot, because they were trying to cram three lightsaber wielders and a ton of stormtroopers into one shot. Yep. And in not a large space that they were shooting, had they spread it out a little bit more, I feel like it would have done them a lot more good yeah two this is also only the second time we've seen anyone do a dual wield saber fight right in the entirety of star wars yeah and the other time was in the dark and it was much more of a spinning style yeah. fighting style it wasn't a close 
it, it, it was close quarters, but it wasn't like close quarters protecting yourself and two other people while fighting a ton of stormtroopers kind of setting. Yeah. It, yeah. it was a much more open setting. It was still close quarters, obviously, but it was much more open and a lot more room for movement. And I think that was really the issue because we've seen that Rosario Dawson, when given good choreography, is good with what she does. Mm-hmm. Yep. We saw some of that choreography in season two of Mandalorian. We saw that in the first six episodes of this show. She is more than capable of doing it. I think it was just the choreography she was given. Yeah. And they don't have the same choreographer that did the prequel movies. And that, frankly, is a good thing. Oh, Oh, sorry. Sorry. Sequel. Sequel movies. Yeah. Yeah. Brain fart. Prequel. Prequel. They don't have the choreographer that did the prequel movies. Brain fart. So, and in fairness, Adam Driver's choreography was good. Yes. Because he actually practiced. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say on that. Um, (laughs) But... All I can say is that <laughs> I have seen people post YouTube videos with lightsaber, uh, like twirling and, and whipping and stuff. And I've been like, they should just, you know, get that. <laughs> they should get these people to get on there. And I definitely agree with you, Dan. Like, I, I feel like there is a lot more that they could have done with their choreography. And I was especially after how awesome the fight with Balin was and just seeing how unique his fighting style was and yeah. how cool a character he is. And unfortunately, knowing that Ray Stevenson's passed away, we're not going to get much more of him. I'm really hoping that they recorded more with him. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll touch on that a little bit with a different negative of mine, I, uh, kind of a theory on potentially, hopefully, what they did. Yeah. Um, but... I just found out that he died like yeah. a day or two ago, by the way. I did not know the that The only he reason died. I knew is because I was, I've was i watched all of the breakdown videos that Star Wars Theory has posted on each episode. Shout out, Star Wars Theory. You're awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I watched all of his breakdown videos, and he's mentioned it a, a number of times throughout the throughout the several That's weeks so of leading up. Yeah. Well, the first that. episode also has a in honor of our friend. Yeah. I must have missed that. Yeah. Dang. Right before the credits. Yeah. Wow. That's really like he, sad. which it, it, it is because he, especially considering that he was arguably the highlight of the show. Yeah, I wouldn't even argue it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do think that the live action Thrawn was also a really big point. Yeah, and also getting to see a lot more of the Night Sister side of things and Dathomir. Yeah, another highlight. True. Spooky is all get out. Yep. But oh my gosh, <laughs> was it great to see? Yep. And um, then just that. Eyes is saucer's moment right at the tail Dude. end of oh crap <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you when it just clicks like those are sarcophagi Where and you the, oh yeah when <laughs> I saw Ooh, wh- which I had a theory that was going to be the case um and, and I just figured out what you were talking about by the way oh like, literally yeah. what you were <laughs> like what our text thread was yes. you were talking about the sarcophagi I was like oh oh, oh. uh huh <laughs> all the like the lined up things okay yeah. Yep. Yeah. Which I, I oh boy. I don't yep. remember if I mentioned that theory in our last episode or not. But yeah, I, I had a hunch that that was something that was going to happen, and it makes sense when you think about it, especially with the fact that like the Night Sisters very rarely make a deal if there's not a something major for benefit them. for mm. them. Yeah. Well, getting and back Thrawn to is smart enough to know. <laughs> well, yes and no, because getting back to Dathomir doesn't resolve much considering they're the only three left oh, yeah. well, there are three of four Marin's out there somewhere we have no idea where she is at this current timeline yeah but there's so there's only four 
confirmed alive Night Sisters. And I guess depending on when the timeline is for Asajj's story, she might still be alive. I know uh, they no, mentioned I don't, actually, her. Actually, no, I, I think, think so. she's dead by this point. Never mind. Yeah. Because uh, that was a separate story, which is actually really good. I yeah, because uh, Anakin mentioned her in The Vision. Well, that was a vision looking back at the Clone Wars. And right. Asajj was very prevalent during Clone Wars. Yeah. And so that's why she was mentioned there. I don't know that she's actually alive right. in this time. Oh, well, yeah. No, I wasn't saying that. I was just more saying, like, it was, she was at least mentioned in the yeah. in the storyline. Yeah. But, oh. which I was pretty happy with, because I yeah. at least know who she is. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll just rapid fire the other couple negatives I have real quick, so yeah. we can get into the positives, because we're, like, kind of starting to, like, talk about the exciting moments that we have. Yeah. D- David, do you have any others before he rapid fires because you haven't had a chance to really nothing off the top of my head okay um like i've pretty much got mine out um well no i do have one other the husks were too close to a zombie and not Mm -hmm. close enough to a lich which mm, they kind of poured into the whole zombie lore of hey this the finale is coming out in october it's a zombie it's like they're not freaking zombies they still have (laughs) Uh, pretty decent motor skills. <laughs> decent. The, yeah, the they weren't only great. The <laughs> argument I have against that is that that's how we've always seen the Night Sister zombies. And, and I will give you that these were fresh kills. However, we don't know that they hadn't already been resurrected and been uh, resurrected for a while. I would actually point to um, Ezra and. Um, Sabine, Sabine, yeah, their their fight. I would actually point to Sabine and Ezra's fight uh, around uh, the Noti, where we see many of them cut across the center. We see many of them blown up, mm-hmm. and no green smoke. I have a theory behind that. Okay, I think that the reason we're not seeing the smoke is because Elsbeth hadn't been given the gift of shadows, and she was not a mother. Because we saw a similar thing with Marin in Jedi Fallen Order with the zombies she resurrected. It was an imperfect version of the spell. Mm. And so there was still limitations to what they could do and the way they fought. We even saw a little bit of that in Clone Wars when Mother Talzin revived an army of zombies. They didn't turn to smoke. They didn't deteriorate the way that they did with Elsbeth. And, um, oh, shoot. Um, Maroc. Thank you. That's the name, uh, the way that Maroc just disintegrated in the smoke. So I, I, my theory is that the reason that they didn't is I think that they were dead the whole time because, I mean, they've been on, stranded on this planet. And I seriously yeah. doubt that there's a lot of good food for that many people. Mm-hmm. And considering they were in a severely damaged ship pulled through space to this other planet, I sincerely doubt many of them survived, if any. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, and say, I think that the Night Sister mothers used a, a more perfected version of the spell, especially if all three of them were casting the spell simultaneously, mm. that caused them not to be these husks that turned to smoke. Okay. I was going to say the other thing, too, was that um, the fight that you were talking about, when they when their helmets were blown away, you could see their faces were 
zombie-esque like they, they were yeah they had been normal skin okay zombie. i did yeah. not catch that at all yeah they had okay. been there were, were small holes so it was kind of it was easy to miss okay but yeah so it looked like they had already been dead for a while and the okay. red ribbons across their armor is very night sister reminiscent yeah, yeah that much i yeah fully agree and i don't know if that was more of just a symbol of hey no we're working with y'all mm-hmm. or it more of a hey no we owe our lives to y'all I think it was the latter. Personally. Okay. <laughs> we didn't well, really get an that, answer to that one, so I can't say definitively, but true. I think that would also kind of fit a little bit with the name of the, um, the night the troopers, night troopers yeah. commander being Enoch. I think that, and just them I, being night troopers, night troopers. <laughs> 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 All right, Caleb, go ahead and, and go through your, uh, All right, so rapid fire. The first one was just Shin and Balin were completely absent yep. from this final episode. Yeah. They weren't shown until the very end. I have it. I am hoping that with Ray having passed away, that maybe they decided to edit some of his scenes so that they will be part of either the next movie or the next season or whatever. So right. that we still get his character because he is an important character. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping this will happen. However, both of them were just left on the planet and we didn't see them until a very brief cameo at the end of the movie or at the end of the episode. Yeah. I'm not okay with that. They were good characters. Show them. Yeah. Let them be present. Yep. And it it cut off so much of their their storyline yeah. where like like all these things we were expecting from them or predicting for them there's just nothing. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I and fully I, agree I do with feel that. feel like at the very least with Shin, we'll see a lot more. I'm hoping that we'll see more with Balin. I don't know if that's going to end up either being scenes that they edited to keep for later, if it's going to be a recasting, or if it's going to be a deep fake, whatever they do. I, I don't know. Deep fake. The deep fakes have been improving, but I'm... I'm They've been improving, but they're still painfully obvious. <laughs> Agreed, but I also don't want to see that character recast, because I don't know another character or another actor that's going to be able to bring that character to life the way that Ray did. The only yeah. other person I can think of is already out because he's already in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. But yeah. The only other person I could think of is already is <laughs> wait, is he dead? Sean Connery? <laughs> Connery's dead. Okay. All right. I, I and thought no, so, he's but too I, old. <laughs> but it, he has a very similar look to him. So uh, yeah. I mean but Stevenson's Ray is, taller and, and Ray's a big dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He is a big dude. Yeah, but very similar facial yeah. features. Yeah. Especially with the beard. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> the the final are two negatives. Uh, Sabine being a Jedi and getting the Force. They are really taking that throwaway comment of the Force is in everyone and just saying everyone can use the Force. Just yeah. because the Force is in everyone does not mean everyone can use the Force. Mm-hmm. They even touched on that in the beginning, saying talent is an is a factor. Sabine has shown zero talent yeah. for the Force, and suddenly she's just being able to use it willingly without any issue. No. I did find that one scene where they were trying to open the door really hilarious because like Ahsoka's like, oh, help us. And like she just puts her hand out. There's no way of knowing who's actually helping. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like that that just felt like a participate, please. Yeah. You, you get your trophy for participating. Right. Thank you for being here. But you're just not in actually this case, helping. the participation trophy is their lives. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like I, I still call. Uh, I will say the 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 positive to that negative though, I, I I agree with you to an extent, but I did like that scene where she pushed Ezra up into the into the ship. 
I feel like it would have made more sense had Ezra pushed her. Well, yeah, yes, of course. Or, or maybe been on the ship and used the force to pull her mm-hmm. back or even push her back down to the ground to help Ahsoka or something. I don't right. know. I just, I, I'm, this is the exact same argument that I made in the first episode we did on Ahsoka, where if we just start giving wow. anyone and everyone the force, just because the force is in all of us, why is it special? Yep. Yeah. It's become a useless MacGuffin. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. I I will give another positive to the negative. I think Ahsoka's line could be more meaningful if it was more of a, I'm seeing that talent in you that you're not realizing. Exactly. So it came he and I are doing like, the brunt of the work. Get used to this. Yeah. Push. Exactly. It have, could have been delivered better and the weight mm-hmm. of it was not there. Exactly. Because yeah. she just said talent is a factor and then that was it. And then, like, she showed zero signs of force sensitivity until the last possible second. And, and then all of a sudden she could... Boom. Yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden disagree. she could throw a grown person. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, on that, yes. The, the growth chart absolutely is off. It, it felt very much like Ray. It did. It was just like, you're going to get powers for the sake of having powers. There you go. Yeah. That's not good writing. I, I, I agree. Yeah. But I will say... Was it episode three where she's doing the uh, the blaster training? Uh, she was doing a lightsaber training. training. Yeah, that was three. That's okay. just sword fight training. Though. Well, that's, that's the not... thing. Being blinded and still having to defend. She started off with the wild swinging that we saw in episode one. And then that slowly refines. And then you see a mix between her actually rightfully parrying Ahsoka, who has already proven in that little training session Ahsoka can move without being hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she is now accurately sensing and defending Ahsoka's attacks. Yes, but they also unintentionally threw that away by Ahsoka telling Sabine to listen. Mm. I can see the argument. I somewhat disagree, but I can see the argument. And still, that doesn't outright show force sensitivity or show that she can go from that to yeeting a person. Fully agree on that one. Fully agree on, especially the latter point. It doesn't outright, but it does imply. I'm still not on board with it. I get where you're coming. <laughs> I get where you're where coming they can from. Recover it to not make it a, well, anyone can do it, but I, I, I see where you're coming from. I feel like it's just another race situation. We just have another Mary Sue who's suddenly getting powers and she's getting powers with no explanation, no rhyme, no reason. It's just, you need powers, therefore you have powers. Yeah. And mm. I'm just hoping that's not the case. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I see the argument. I can see why how it's how it very much could, and let's face it, most likely is going to play out that way. Yeah. But I'm hoping that they'll, they'll pull a hat trick on this one and play more at it and just... Okay. David, you're starting to sound like me. (laughs) (laughs) Dan, you're rubbing off. I want to be a cynic. (laughs) My only issue is that we had several seasons of Sabine and Rebels with zero force sensitivity. And all of a sudden she's a Jedi. Like there's just you're you're retconning the story that you yourself created and not giving it the adequate explanation that it deserves. True. Yeah. And I think Again, it goes back to that earlier, that initial gripe I had of it's it's like they're trying so hard to bring in 
the good EU lore mm-hmm. and cram it in to allow for the yeah. sequel trilogy to be canon. Yeah. And it, it feels very sense. much. I, it it's, it's kind of reminiscent to what I had the argument I've made with post Endgame Marvel, where they didn't have the roadmap and they're just trying to force as much as they can in after various conclusions that to stories and not really mapping it out and lining up everything the way that they should. You mean like what JJ Abrams does? Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, my final negative, then we get in the positive because I've been kind of harping on the negatives for a bit. It, it, and this is less of a negative, more of like, I feel bad for this character. Ezra finally makes it home to his universe. He makes it just in time to fight a war. He didn't start. <laughs> <laughs> Sabine starts the war by allowing Thrawn an avenue out of this galaxy. And she stays <laughs> and says, good luck, Ezra. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's just like, and I will say that like, it definitely like brought a huge smile to my face when he was standing there and Chopper just rolls over and Hera's like, Ezra? Like that brought yeah. a huge smile to my face. I love that. But I feel so bad for Ezra. It's just like, you've been living in semi-peace, hidden from Thrawn because he didn't want to mess with you, but you didn't want to mess with him. And now you're here fighting a war against Thrawn. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> Though I thought it was kind of clever how him getting out of um, getting out of the other universe starts galaxy. Thank you. Sorry. The other galaxy starts in in almost the exact same way that he's introduced to the Phoenix crew in Rebels. Of that's true. Yeah. Huh. Well. Thanks for letting me know. (laughs) And then he's running off with the armor. It's like, we've seen this before. Yeah, that's a really good point. I totally forgot about that. I will say that was very poetic writing on on Filoni's part for the the finale. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I think that does hint at either another series, not just another season, but potentially a movie. I I definitely think it's heading towards the movie route. Yeah. Personally, Um, time will tell. But yeah. I have I have two more little negatives uh, that uh, then we can run right into the positives. <laughs> but yep. number one was that entrance of Ezra on, onto that <laughs> or off of the ship. Why in the world was he wearing the helmet? Yeah, <laughs> it's, fair. it's fair. He's like coming off of the ship. All dressed up in a, a stinking stormtrooper outfit with the helmet on, and they're all staring at him like, "Oh, who's this guy?" He could have just went, "Bunk!" I, I here, I'm Ezra. <laughs> in fairness, he did the smart thing. If you got a bunch of sights pointed at you, you don't move quickly. <laughs> he could have taken it off on the ship. I, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I agree. One hundred percent. Good point. I'm trying to think how else he could have played that out. The only thing I can think of is if he's remembering when he met the Phoenix crew and that's why he uh, did it that way. But I, see, I don't know that story as well. So, and yeah, I, I, I 100% agree with you. Like <laughs> it would have made a lot more sense to just not have the helmet on. So he walks off and they immediately see who he is. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little stupid, <laughs> but okay. And then my second one was, I, I was seeing online, like, how hyped people were for that final scene with, with Anakin as a force ghost. Mm -hmm. And it was like, Oh man, this is such a great scene. It brought tears to my eyes. And 
I watched it and I was like, okay. Why is that something that's emotional? Yeah. We yeah. got a lot more with the whole back and forth between him and Ahsoka yeah. than yep. we did in that one scene. I don't get why that was such an emotional thing for some people. Like I'm, it, it I'm was hoping just that will get, Yeah. I'm hoping that'll get cleared up and whatever the follow up is. Yeah. If I had to guess, his look it was expressing something to the effect of you you had the same choice I had and you chose otherwise. Right. Good. Yeah. And, and that's in which fine. case that's awesome. Clarify it, please. Yeah, there's no clarification for it whatsoever. He was just standing there. Yeah. And even the explanations of it, of what was going on beforehand of Ahsoka, like uh, Ezra's where he needs to be, we're where we need to be. Mm-hmm. No, you're not. <laughs> like, you need to be where you started it's... so you can fight in the war that you just yeah. started. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, so it, yeah. I 100% agree, but I think there's been enough in the dialogue to express that she uh, that Ahsoka is being far more pointed in mentoring and training Sabine at this point. Right. In which case, what Sabine needs to hear as her Padawan is, we'll get through this. Yeah. Not, well, great, you started a war, now we can't solve it. Yeah. And I understand that. I definitely... I get that, but at the same time, I feel like there could have been a whole lot easier resolution to that. Yes. They could have both jumped up onto that ship. Yeah. Probably. (laughs) They had time. Yeah. But anyway, those are my negatives. Yeah. I agree. Positives. Let's have fun. (laughs) Positives. (laughs) It was great to see Mariah in there. I not just hinted at, but actually see Mariah. Like, yeah. Okay. Thank which, you. Which yeah. one was Mariah? The bird. Oh, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. the daughter yep. that we had previously discussed. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It was really cool to see her there. And I don't know if you noticed. Did you either of you notice the statues that Balin was standing on at the end of the episode? The I one with the them. finger pointing they? out. That was the father. Was from it from the Clone oh, Wars? Oh. And the only other statue that was not destroyed was the son. son. Oh, boy. The daughter statue was destroyed. Good catch. Meaning that she is no longer the embodiment, quote unquote, of the light side. She is living through Ahsoka at this point. Ooh. And that's why we always see her in her bird form following Ahsoka. Despite the fact they are in an entirely different galaxy now. She was there watching over Ahsoka still. Wow. Good catch. Dang. And I, I caught that she looked over at the bird and I saw the, the, and because you guys explained that, that whole thing to us last time, I was able to appreciate that a bit more without going, okay, what the crap was that? You know, (laughs) like now I, I could look at it and go, Oh, Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you pause it at the right angle, the statue just clearly looks like the father from Clone Wars. Nice. That's awesome. (laughs) And so I think like th- there's a number of theories. I think it's either this. I, I, I'm leaning more towards it being the sun that is calling out to Balin. And that's what he is sensing mm. there in that universe or in that galaxy. There's some theories thinking that it could be the father that is calling out to him. I'm not as convinced on that one mm-hmm. for a couple different reasons. Um, 
but I, I, I like it's definitely one of them, in my opinion, that is calling out to him, and that's what he's picking up on. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's something they're gonna touch on more with whatever next thing that they do with this story. Yeah, due to the attitudes we've seen from both Balin and Shen, I'm pretty sure it's the father, simply because Balin still has a great respect for the Jedi Order. Mm-hmm. He just says, "I'm not part of it anymore." Yeah, yeah. We've also seen, however, how easily the sun can manipulate people. True. And how powerful a, a connection to the dark side he has because he is the embodiment of dark side. True. And so that's the only reason why I still think it's potentially the sun because based in Clone Wars, we saw the father die. We saw the daughter die and she's been reborn in the bird following Ahsoka. We saw the son, quote unquote, die. But they basically said that the son was immortal. So is he mm. just trying to use his connection to the dark side to reach out to people and like find his way to escape back into like the living it, or it could be, but my, what little I remember of the sun, the sun tends to go for those who are a bit more impulsive. Balin is not. Shin, however, mm. is, and she is inclined to stick with the dark side arts. But we're also not taking into account his desperation at this point. True. Unless he's and resigning he's himself. may also just be reaching out to the strongest force wielder that he doesn't have a previous entanglement with. Could be. Hmm. Huh. You, you may have a point. You may be spot on with it being the father and the other theories I've seen may be right on that one as well. I, I At this point, they're just theories. Exactly. Yeah. There's, there's no way of knowing exactly where they're going to go. So yeah. Either way... One of us is going to be saying, like, holy crap, you were right. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? We so, could both be saying that. <laughs> so my question is, the what do you think Sabine heard or felt? I think there was something either from the daughter or just something on that planet that was calling out saying, hey, your way out is over here. Because mm-hmm. uh, like the way that she was looking was the opening in the clouds with that like... It looked like something was coming yeah. down from the sky. I think it was the ring. I think it was the ring around the planet. It, that that may have been it. Mm-hmm. Um, it. It didn't really look like that. That was the only reason why I w- I'm not. It, yeah, at first, on it. at first, I thought it uh, like I thought it was some kind of like beam of some kind. Something but then like I was that, like, yeah. uh, it might just be the ring around the. It's I don't yeah I, we don't know for sure. I I feel like there was something calling out to her. Yeah, and. Saying like, hey, your way out's over here. And that's when Ahsoka kind of paused and was like, well, what are you looking at? And he's like, oh, nothing. He's like, okay, you liar. What are you looking at? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then she went and go- and felt something too. Mm. Yeah. I, but I think that was just Anakin. I feel like she was feeling something, but that was Anakin watching over her like, yeah, Snips, you're looking in the right direction. Right, right. Yeah. I, I Which, thought the oh, same. Sorry. No. And I'm not, I'm not ruling it out. But I think, based more on the cinematography of those abutting scenes, we see Ezra looking out of the uh, out of the the shield into space where he just came from, and then it goes to uh, to Sabine looking out. It was Ahsoka first. Ahsoka was ah- Ahsoka was sitting right. there looking over you're the right. horizon, and yeah. she felt that he was where he was supposed to be. Right. So my. And when Ahsoka turned to walk away, that's when Sabine was looking. That you're direction. right. You're yeah. right. I'm still thinking it's it's this latter thing though, with the cinematography being the main main cue there 
of it's basically Ezra calling out to her saying, I'm here, you did good. Or mm. something to that effect. Or I made it, you're not lost there. The only reason I don't quite see that is because of the gap. And the fact that, to Dan's point, Ahsoka was standing there looking in that direction first. And then true. Sabine walked over. Very true. So I, I, that's that's why I'm inclined to think that there is something calling out to them saying, like, hey, over here. Just, just head sure. over here. Yeah. Uh, same with Balin. Right. I, I feel like it's the same kind of that balance and the force mm-hmm. of, of, you know... Something's calling out to Balin. Something's calling out to Sabine. Yeah, you know that kind of thing. Yeah. So okay, yeah. At least that's that's my theory. And I don't have a lot of Star Wars. Things, so <laughs> <laughs> another really cool moment was Ezra being given the guard. Yes, for Kanan's lightsaber, the spare yes. guard for that. Like that was such a cool moment, and as soon as I saw that live action, I was just like, just warm butterflies. It's like, oh my gosh, they <laughs> yep. actually like. Did you I notice? Had a spare of this. Did you notice that um, uh, Shin had the same guard? No, a very Her, uh, at least is, a very similar one. Hers is a little different on like the angle and the design and everything. I I think it was because it was like that that base plate and then the the um. It was like a, a round base plate. And then, and then the standoffs. Yeah, the emitter was coming out from that. Hers wasn't as wide. Oh, okay. All right. Hers, yeah. like, it had a very similar, like, round base to it, but it wasn't nearly as, as wide as Kanan slash Ezra's new lightsaber. And the fact that he went with the blue, which was Kanan's color as well. Oh, okay, like, it was cool. very much like... All right. I love that moment yeah. with Hu Yang when he was just like... What did you, how did, like, what master taught, taught you, to, you yeah. to build a lightsaber? Is like Kane and Jarrus. And he, as soon as he heard that, Hugh Yang was like, now it makes sense. Yeah. Here's exactly what you're looking for. All right. So I have to say something. I was talking to Matt uh, when we were talking about this episode. And I was like, okay, because he had seen it and then I had seen it. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, one thing I have to say about this beginning scene where he's, looking for all the the lightsaber parts was he looks like he's in a lego store <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. it definitely like, yeah. like child lego masters like yeah <laughs> pulling out all the drawers and stuff like that honestly so after having done the lightsaber build at disney i can relate yeah <laughs> like, i get it just like all the toys like ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say th- another quick tiny little negative that i have is they had kyber crystals all of a sudden on this ship. My guess is that Hu Ying had gotten them from the temple whenever he left, because that's the same reason why he had all of the different pieces and even like the spare right, piece right. for Kane and Saber. Like, my guess is that may have been his ship and he might have been like off world or something mm-hmm. at the time of Order 66. And so he actually had what he needed to help oh, okay. build lightsabers. All right. Yeah, yeah, I can I can see that. It's just one of those things where it's like all of a sudden, like he has kyber crystals that, yeah, I will I say that that does go against some of the lore that they built up That's with the, like the kyber yeah. crystals, especially like in clone wars that, that there has a whole episode on younglings gathering the lights, the crystal that's calling out to them. So mm-hmm. like, yeah, it yeah cause it's a the, specific crystal right. that calls out to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then another thing I was it's reading, a like adopting a dog. What's that? It's a bit like adopting a dog. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, <laughs> uh, only the, it is, yeah, I don't know. Never mind. <laughs> Do you remember what the what happened to Kanan's lightsaber by chance? Because I'm wondering recall. if maybe he had something 
or like or at least like maybe either Kanan's lightsaber or the crystal from his saber or parts of it or something. That's possible. I don't remember. I don't remember either. I, I'm kind of happy he's built a new one because mm-hmm. as much as I thought it was a cool callback that the hodgepodge punk rock Jedi has a a functioning lightsaber that looks like the handle of a proto saber. Mm-hmm. Pretty baller. But I'm glad it's gone. Just saying that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I loved that little touch. That was that was yeah. such a cool moment. And just especially like Hu Yang's moment of realization is just like as soon as he heard it was Kane and Jarrus, he was like, Oh, no wonder you're such a mess here. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Nice. Uh, I'll say another one of my uh, positives, and it's because of playing the um, the Jedi uh, Fallen Order games was when they came up to Dathomir. Mm-hmm. I was yep. like, ooh, I recognize that planet. <laughs> Someone's about to get a twin blade. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Good call out. Good call out. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, I loved getting to see, even if it was just the atmosphere just, of yeah. Dathomir, being able to see that silhouette live action is just like, oh, we're in for yeah. some trouble. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> if we even see just a small Night Sister army in like a movie or anything live action, buckle up, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, with the whole sarcophagi thing, that may answer your other question, though, of like, that's it. It's just those three and one unaccounted for. Would they be able to restart the Dathomirian race? From a planet like Dathomir that has as strong a connection to the dark side of the force as it does, and the magic power circulating around it, uh-huh. and the fact that it is three mothers, 100%. But also the fact that we don't know if the sarcophagi are night sisters or slave brothers. Hmm. It could be a mix. Exactly. That would be, that'd be fun to see. Bunch of Darth Mauls running around. <laughs> yeah. And my question is with the versions of them that we see when like are those sarcophagi helping preserve them in any way? So will they be full mm. on like resurrected or will they just be in like the zombie form? Like it's it's gonna be really interesting oh, to see yeah. what they do. I'm very excited to see what they do with that. I'm very hopeful that we'll see something done well in yep. the live action. Like I I, I I'm very curious where yeah. they go with that one. Agreed. Very much so. <laughs> and we kind of hit on it earlier of just referring to the show in its entire entire scope as being kind of a lifeline for the uh, for the franchise. Mm-hmm. And to that Filoni Favreau props. That being said, take get us home. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, cuz much like Ezra, we want we want the franchise to be what it was was before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And we don't want it to come this far just to fumble. Yeah. And I think bringing in characters that everyone knows and loves and actually doing something good with them is I think that's what they need to do. Yeah. Yep. Not just for the sake of doing it, but creating the storylines around them like Oh, forgive me for saying, but like they did in the beginning of Marvel, where they wrote these storylines to connect. Yeah. Yep. And there Bring was actually in, a yeah. roadmap present. There exactly. With yep. an end goal. Yeah. You mean an end game? An end game. Yeah. 
Pork and all those dos. But yeah, if they can do the same thing with Star Wars, where they just start bringing in, I would even be, I would even go so far as to say, make single movies, like mm-hmm. single movies with a character that people know and love, and build a storyline around it. Yeah. Then do some cameos with some of of the other characters, and then just start building it back up again. Yeah, yeah. I think that would, and then bring it into another trilogy of. Well, they so. They confirmed at Star Wars Celebration that Filoni's doing an individual movie and there is another trilogy in the works. And I think that trilogy is supposed to be more High Republic time frame, mm-hmm. if I'm remembering correctly. Okay. Yeah, but who's directing? Uh, I, I don't remember. I remember seeing the name and being like, okay, I'll give you a chance to see what you do. Okay. It wasn't a name that I just was like, oh, we're screwed. Okay. <laughs> well, that's, that's hopeful. Yeah. What I would love to see is similar to what you're hinting at, and we've already seen, I think we've seen breadcrumbs to where it could get to this point, mm-hmm. is redo, or at least bring bring um, the underground back into this. And I know we've mentioned that before. I think it was during our Book of Boba episodes. Um, I would love to see more of the underground, the or sorry, the underworld of the Star Wars universe. Come, uh, come to life in a live action series. Mm-hmm. Um, we definitely could see something with that, either with the rebels just calling on some help against zombies, right. <laughs> or Thrawn <laughs> saying, I would like some actual people to talk to as well, and not just the spookies. Let's bring in some actual <laughs> mercenaries to help out with this, because my trooper count is little low right now. <laughs> yeah. You know what would be cool is if instead of, again, like instead of Avengers, like they could do like a rebels like story kind of i don't know if you get what i'm saying like but with like, the phoenix crew or just like rebels like the rebel faction in general or yeah like um like they call it or they called that uh animated animated storyline rebels oh, but yeah, like yeah. it was a continuation of that but yeah. as like the main story of i do you mean do like think... ahsoka well, <laughs> I do think we'll see at least a partial Sorry, reformation though, yeah. of the Phoenix crew. Yeah. Because we already yep. know Zeb is working for the Rebels. We saw him in the cameo in Mando season three. Yep. And they name dropped him at the beginning of this show. And we also know that Jason is now showing force sensitivity, which think about it. Maybe he was using the force reaching out to him like, hey, get here. We need you guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, like, I, I feel like we're going to see a reformation of the Phoenix crew with Jason kind of taking Kanan's place as, like, the for- one of the other Force users within yeah. the group. I, I will say another thing that I thought was so cool, and I can't remember which specific episode it was, but when Jason was mm-hmm. uh, feeling the Force and everything and hearing the lightsabers, yeah. and, oh, that was gracious. so stinking cool. It was I, awesome. I loved but that then, because that's already introducing him in this capacity that he could be this really important Force-using character in future stories. Yeah. Yep. And that raises questions of, like, that, was he at Luke's school at any point in time? Was he involved in that? Does he know Kylo? Like, so that, 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 that opens up some really interesting doors to me yeah i would actually love to see i don't know if you guys remember those uh old young adult books where it talked about um luke uh, luke's kids and Mm -hmm. and um 
uh, Han and Leia's kids growing up mm-hmm. using the Force and and stuff like that. Some of those storylines brought into canon and like mm, I, based on the sequel trilogy, I don't know that we'll yeah. be seeing Luke's kids. And right. I am not to the point where I'm ready to say that I trust anyone with a current Lucasfilm with Mara Jade. Yep. Mm. I need more time before I get to the point where I'm like, I will trust you to work with this character. Do not mess it up. I'm not there. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can understand that. <laughs> but then you had like Ben and, yeah. and I think there was another character named Jason or it was either Jason or Jace or something like that. Um, for some reason, Jacob's coming to mind, but I don't think that's right. That's not no, right. I don't know if that's, that's not right. No, I, I, like I said, I don't think it is. That's just the <laughs> name that came to mind. Um, but yeah, I think that would be a cool way to bring in some of the young Jedi into the into the school. Um, but yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, another um, positive that I had. I'm curious if David picked up on this. I don't think he would have picked up on it because you didn't watch Clone Wars. Me. Did you pick up on the name of the blade that they gave Elspeth? A little bit. Like it was one of those things where I'm sitting there like, why do I know this name? Why? Why? No. The blade of Talzin. Mother Talzin. Ho. Okay. Yep. Mother Talzin was the mother knight sister that trained Asajj to go fight for Dooku. No. She created Savage Press into the monster he was when he went to fight for Dooku. She was the one that helped pick out Darth Maul for Her. Sidious. And she was the only person who Sidious was truly afraid of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you had mentioned a little bit of that before uh, of Darth Sidious being afraid of that particular person. That's nice. Good catch. Yeah, so that that blade was the blade of Talzin, which means in some capacity it was Mother Talzin's, which means she was on that planet and knew these other mothers. And for whatever reason, they stayed while she left, whether that be just her setting up things initially and they were eventually planning on moving or what. I, we obviously don't know. But yeah, when I heard the Blade of Talzin, I instantly, 10 seconds back, I was like, hold on. There's no way I heard that right. <laughs> yeah. Now, oh, I am curious, though. Who do you all think the Raiders are? I think that maybe just other locals. Um, I, I, I am wondering, especially having seen the statues of the father and the son and then the damaged sta- or the destroyed statue of the sister. I'm wondering if they were locals that maybe had been there and maybe even built the temples for the three beings. And then you're talking about the people that uh, uh, Shin went and. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So either they were locals that were pushed into this like bandit life because of the Night Sisters or something like that. I- I'm feeling less and less inclined to think that they were connected to the Night Sisters in any way, because considering the whole goal of the Night Sisters was to get them and their people, their deceased people off the planet, if they were even remotely connected to the Night Sisters. Even if they didn't get along, they would have been like, we're not leaving them here because we need our people. Yeah. Right. They almost seemed more like like that planet's sand people. 
a lot of uh, yeah there's a lot of inclination for that but the mask design also has me really hopeful of one very stupid stupid thing and i know it's probably not going to happen they are a remnant of actual mandalorians the race not the creed hmm they didn't look like i didn't really get that one well because the the reason i go that is just the wide the wide eye uh, uh eye is a continuation of the actual body of the helm it's not just decorative hmm. well but also with how wide yes. the heads are as a whole yes that was also more reminiscent of other like force wielding species pre-republic right but if you go back to the pre-republic and go into the mandalorian lore from the eu the actual Mandalorians, again, race not creed, had a much wider head. I'm not convinced on that one. As I personally. said, I'm hoping, but I'm pretty sure I'm not right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not buying on that one. Anyway. It's a no for me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm willing to be wrong. I like, I, I'm not going to be mad if I am wrong. I'm just, I'm not personally convinced. I, I just yeah. think it was locals or even maybe loosely connected to the uh, forced the force wielding species that they touched on in the Jedi Fallen Order and Jedi Survivor games maybe I don't know I'm I'm not I'm not seeing the connection to the Mandalorian like again if I'm wrong I'm happy about it but I, I'm not <laughs> seeing that connection yeah I I just have to say one one quick thing about the the, the blade going back to that the only thing I could think of when they made that sword come out was the D and D, sorry, the D and D spell called Green Flame Blade. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's all I could think of. I was like, <laughs> "That's Green Flame on a blade." That's a good spell. <laughs> <laughs> I did find it interesting that like they were able to like cast magic on the blade and it was able to just go toe to toe with lightsabers like that and even yeah. destroyed the hilt of a lightsaber like it, yeah. that was pretty interesting and just shows how powerful the night sisters truly are i'm curious did either of you pick up on that moment of hesitation from elsbeth when thrawn said we need more time mm. yep that moment she realized she was like after everything i've done you're gonna you're leave me here me the and, sacrificial yeah. pawn yep yep of everything i've done to help you and the fact that both he and the Night Sisters just like Deuces, bye. Yeah. <laughs> like there's definitely like I, I was curious if they were gonna do more a little bit more with that. I was kinda hoping that they would. Like maybe when she saw the ship pulling away, like there was gonna be that moment of like, No, this is wrong. I'm the reason you made it here, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, or that I'm the reason that you're able to leave. But So yes, but if memory serves, the magics that the 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 Night Sisters use, vows mean something. Yeah, and if oh, you very if you so. go against that vow, it's dire dire consequences yeah. for you. And she even hesitates when she's making the vow of even my life. Yeah, she hmm. hesitates even then. I think she kind of suspected they're going to abandon me here, mm -hmm. and then not thirty minutes later, look, they're yeah, doing exactly. it again. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I I hadn't caught on to the like the hesitation when she was making the vow as well. That's a good point. Yeah, I did find it really interesting just seeing the way that they 
imbued her with the power of shadows and just the change to her appearance and everything. It was just, that was some and how it spooky just, stuff. Oof. Yeah. And how it just kind of burned onto her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I found it funny. Anytime I was watching any of the clips or even the streams of star Wars theory reacting to the episodes, anytime the night sister were doing anything magic, he was like, Oh, it's creepy. No. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Though I will say in, in that, Star Wars has now fallen to the classic Disney trope. Bad magic's green. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Technically, that's been the case for a while, though. Because the, their magic yeah. was green and Clone Wars was true. Well. <laughs> Which I guess they like. It was under the. It Disney. makes sense. Clone Wars was under like, Disney at that point, too. Green so. is a contrast to the red planet. So. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, compliment, but yeah. Comp- yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's a good point. I also hadn't thought about that. <laughs> Green flames, green magic. If it's green, it's bad. <laughs> Except for green lightsabers. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was just sh- saying. Yeah. I was still secret, like hoping that we might see something with Shin, like turning to the dark side and like seeing her crystal turn from orange to fully red, kind of like what Ooh, we saw in yeah. Jedi Survivor. Like, I think that would have been a really cool transition and just a moment of just like oh maybe she's can't actually be saved or something like that like i I feel like that would have been really cool i'm hopeful that we'll still see more from her character because they built her up to be an important character and considering how just not present she was in the last episode i'm really hoping to see a lot more of her character yep all right real quick question about lightsabers can a red lightsaber be turned back to yes, that's Ahsoka's sabers. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So to give like a little bit of a background on this, the way that they turn a crystal red is by bleeding it. Yeah. And so that that's a very unnatural thing. And it, it was in, I think it was a book where Ahsoka t- uh, killed two inquisitors and took their lightsabers and purified them because she was able to sense that the crystals were in pain from having been bled to turn red mm-hmm. and she used the force to purify them, which turned them to the, just the pure white beams that she had okay. or that she currently has. And that's why like once they're purified, they're not likely to go to another color. They're gotcha. just going to go straight to white because they are the purest form of the crystal at that point. Okay, cool. And effectively at that point, then the crystals were indebted to Ahsoka. Right. right exactly. Right. Okay, cool. Yeah. I was, that same thing I was reading earlier was talking about how uh, the the crystals or the, it was going along the the lines of the lore of the crystals, mm-hmm. and it was talking about how to bleed the the crystals to turn them red, and for some reason that just made me think, well, how, how do you turn them back if they if if you can? And yeah, yeah that makes sense. Well, this, also, didn't Revan's saber go back whenever he went back to the Jedi? That one, that's a little bit different. That one's different. And that it was, also, it's technically not canon. True, and technically, he didn't. He wasn't given the same lightsaber because the they were worried about him having the Force echo. Oh, and if he had been given his old lightsaber, he would have that Force memory imbued in it, and that he could call on and remember. And since they were using the Force to change him, they basically turned him back into a Padawan and made him go through the whole training process from the start all over okay. again. Mm. Yep. Forgot about that. 
That also slightly depends on like the version of Revan and the stories and the decisions you make leading up to that point. So that one, that one's a little bit more tricky uh, since it's, it is a mass effect star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, they, they didn't actually give him back his original lightsaber because even when we saw the Revan reborn later, he had one red, his original and one purple, his new one. Mm. Gotcha. Mm. All right, well, Ahsoka, guys. (laughs) I think despite the disappointing last two episodes, I would say the overall show was good. I do have to knock down the overall score because of those last two episodes. So I'd probably put it around like a seven, seven and a half out of ten for Mm. me personally. Um, I think it I think for me it it leveled out at about an eight. And then those last two just kind of like you said, kind of the seven and a half, seven. Because I I would have probably put it at, like, if they had continued the trajectory that they were on at the end of episode six, easily could have been an eight, like an eight and a half, nine, even a nine and a half, had they continued on that upward trajectory. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that it fell off as hard as it did, I have to drop the score down. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I still think overall it was good, and I am still curious to see where this story goes. I, I am not as optimistic as I was at yeah. the start of this, but <laughs> I am still very interested to see what happens. Yeah. yeah. And echoing the sentiment, it's it's not as good as it started, mm. but I'm still hopeful of this. Yeah. I will say this did not help bring back a lot of the fan base that Kennedy has chased off. Mm-hmm. Um. I would actually argue that some of it has actually kind of helped make that divide a little bit wider. Mm. Agreed. Based on the overall reviews and the responses I'm seeing online, I think yeah. you're pretty spot on, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I am I am really hoping that Filoni, Favreau, and anyone who actually talked to Lucas, not just signed a deal with him, um, <laughs> can I realizes like no 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 this is something that was enjoyable yeah we, we this wasn't meant to spread propaganda mm. and i'm really hoping that they they bring it back to the storytelling that we grew up on yeah mm-hmm. same also one recommendation i have for anyone listening and i would i would do the same for you too is go watch some of Sam Whitmer Whitwer's uh YouTube shorts and um his explanations on some of his uh his ideas of Star Wars mm-hmm. because they're very very convincing. They're like he has a they very be. good He's one of maybe two people that have corrected Filoni on yeah. anything Star yeah. Wars and was right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like if you guys have not watched any of it go watch it if you have i i'm sure you know exactly what i'm talking about because he like you said he has corrected dave filoni he's corrected certain other directors that he's worked with like and they listen to him mm-hmm. yeah like they're like oh you're right this should change <laughs> yeah <laughs> he he is for star wars what stephen colbert uh, colbert is for uh, lord of the rings yeah yeah 
Yeah. I, I don't know the, the story okay. behind that, but <laughs> I'll, I'll trust you. It, <laughs> long running joke. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely go listen to some of his stuff. Uh, he, People should just listen to Sam whereas it is. Yeah. He's awesome. Yep. <laughs> he, he's, he's a nerd just like us and probably even more so. <laughs> People should listen to Sam Whitmer's uh, commentaries on Star Wars. He is effectively the uh, Henry Cavill of the Star Wars universe. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed uh, the episode tonight. We know that we started things off pretty negative, but we are all very passionate Star Wars fans, and we all believe that when there is criticism needed that it should be pointed out. And that's why we also moved into the positive after, because we don't want to exclusively focus on the negative. We do want to call out the positive things when they are present, because that is important. If we just go one way, we're not helping anyone out. So we hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Again, we apologize for the negative start, but we hope you enjoyed the positives that we had towards the, the end of it and do see the passion that we have for this franchise. So thank you so much for listening. If you are enjoying this, please share with your friends and family. And otherwise we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye. May the Schwartz be with you. <laughs>